Amen and amen. Let, let me ask you this question. How many of you here growing up have had promises that either your parents, your uncle, your grandma, somebody is broken. They promised you something and they've broken it, right? Right? It's happened to me, right? Those promises are broken. Those promises are, are you know, even to this day, you still remember those promises, Right? Listen, I'm going to pick you up um, at such and such a time, and, and we're going to go fishing. Or I'm going to pick you up, and we're going to go here. Or I'm going to be there at such and such a time, and, and they're not there. Those are broken promises. But you know what? God has given us over 7,000 promises in the Bible, and he has not broken one. Over 7,000 promises in the Bible. So all of that that you have in your head from years and years and years when you were a child that they broke your promise, that those promises, when somebody said something, they didn't do it. They broke that promise. They promised to pick me up. They promised to do this. They promised. I want you to take all of that. Just, just get it out of your head this morning. And I want to bring before you someone that is giving you over over 7,000 promises. And he will not break one of those promises. And that is our awesome God, our Father, our Heavenly Father. Today's title uh, of the message is God's Promises About Your Future. You can be seated. God has promised salvation to all who believe in his son god has promised salvation to all who believe in his son that's one of the most powerful promises that god has given us another promise is god has promised that all things will work out for good for his children all things not one thing not little things not maybe not probably all things. You know what all means in Greek? All. That's what it means. All. All things. Now, there are three reasons why you need to be interested in this. There are three of them. The first one is this. The rest of your life is in your future. Do you know that? The rest of your life is in your future. None of your life remains in your past is, is still to, to happen but all of your life remains in your future all of it so you need to understand that it's all in your future see you the, the second is this you don't know what your future is going to be like how many of you here already have your calendar filled up for 2027 no I know some of you probably already do. <laughs> no, you don't know what's going to happen June uh, 4th in 2027. I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have no clue. See, and the, and, and the third one is this. You don't know how to control your future. And that's one of the hardest things for us. We wish we knew how to control our future, right? Man, I, I, wish, I wish I knew what tomorrow would bring. And why do you think people go to mediums? 
They want to know what's in their future, which is nonsense. Absolutely. We all have that in our heads. None of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. See, one of the ways we try to control our future is through this. This big word. It's called worry. Worry. We worry about things. We worry about ridiculous things. We worry. You know, one of the things my wife used to, used to, used to get mad at me um, was this. Was my, my, my girls got older and, and, you know, they were still at home and, you know, they were 18, 19. And, and they would say, Dad, we're going out with some friends. I no problem. Have a good time. You know, it'll be 10 o'clock and I'm going, I'm going to bed. So I would go to bed. My wife said, how can you go to bed? The girls are out. I ain't losing sleep for nobody. I'm going to bed. She knows where the door, the house is. I'm, what do we do? Turn on. I'll keep the light on. I don't know what to tell you. She goes, well, what happens? They'll call me. They'll wake me up if something happens. But I'm going to bed. My wife would be up all night waiting. She would lay in bed. She would turn to the left, turn to the right, turn to the left, turn to the right. I'm like, please let me sleep. Don't worry. I've sent them out with angels. I know that my God will take care of them. See, worry is not good. Now, there are four facts about your future that are in the Bible that every believer should know. The first one is this. God knows everything that will happen in your life. He knows the beginning and the end in everything. And you know what that's called? That's called being omniscient. And what is omniscient? Simply that. That God knows everything, past, present, and future. There's nothing that God doesn't know. God is never surprised. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows how you're going to respond in a situation. He even knows how your life is going to end. Isn't that incredible? He knows everything. He knows about that little stash of money you got buried in the box in the back of the closet under the stair. You know, he knows about that. That you didn't tell your wife about. He knows about that, right? He knows everything about you. There's nothing that God doesn't know. Why is this? Simply because of this. God is timeless. See, God can be in the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. See, God is not linear. We're linear. We're linear. See, he's everywhere at the same time. Let me, let me draw you a picture a little bit. How many of you guys have been down to the St. Paddy's Day Parade in New York City? Fifth Avenue. Two people. You guys need to get a life. Are you kidding me? How many of you guys know where New York City is? Okay. All right. You can take Metro North. I promise. Once you pass 125th, there's something else there. Wow. I'm going to have to do a bus tour to New York City. Okay. St. Patty's Day Parade. I've been there tons of times. Awesome time. You know, it's just a great, great time. All right. We have a great time. Now, the reason I would go down is because my daughter's marching the St. Patty's Day Parade. Now, if I took you down to the St. Patty's Day Parade, you would be able to see what's in front of you, right? You can't see what passed. And you can't see what's coming. 
You can only see what's in front of you. Correct? Common sense. But then if I put you in a helicopter and took you all the way up as high as I can over Manhattan, you'd be able to see what? The beginning, the middle, and what's coming. Why? Because it's a different perspective. You're getting a different perspective. See, God is so high up, he can see everything in history. See, he can see the beginning, the middle, at the end, all at the same time because he has a different perspective. God is not limited by time. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 says this. Nothing is hidden from God. He sees through everything and we will have to tell him the truth. Understand this. There is no secrets from God. You don't have any secrets from God. He knows every good, bad, ugly secret, everything you did. He knows when you pick your nose. He knows everything. 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 And you know what? Regardless of that, he still loves you. And he loves you unconditionally. With all your secrets, with everything that's going on, he loves you anyway. Psalm 139.16 says this, But with your own eyes you saw my body being formed even before I was born. You had written in your book everything I would do. The word before is powerful word. God knew everything that was going to happen in your life before you even took your first breath. See, this is why abortion is wrong. And it short circuits God's plan. See, how many of you believe here that, that, that um, the minute that a baby is conceived, that's life? I believe that. Raise your hand. You're absolutely wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Your life does not start at conception, but it started the moment God was thinking of you. You get that? Do you understand that? The moment God thought about you, boom. That's when life began. Is that, dude, that is amazing. The moment God thought about you, that's when it began. See, every day of your life was thought out by God before you were born. If you're not born, then God's plan has been what? Aborted. Why do you think Satan wants abortion so bad? He wants it to stifle God's plan. That's why. He wants it to stifle God's plan for you. You have no idea the plans that God has for you. You know, the Lord spoke to me many, many years ago. I was going through a hard time and said, the thoughts I have for you are so massive that if I place them in your head, you would drop dead. I would have never thought in a million years I would be a pastor. My wife would always say, I don't want to marry a pastor. We were raised in church, my wife and I. And she goes, I don't want to marry a pastor, so don't be a pastor. I said, I could be a pastor. What are you, nuts? Absolutely not. And the Lord said, oh, yeah? I got a joke for you, pal. <laughs> See, the second fact about your future is this. God's plan for my future is good. See, it's not a bad plan. God has no bad plans. All his plans are good. 
God is a good God. So because he's good, all his plans are good. Jeremiah 29, 11. You guys should know this verse by heart. Pastor Frank jams this verse down your throat all the time. 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. See, I want you to circle or underline a few words in this verse. The first one is no, for I know the plans I have for you. See, he knows everything about you, like I said. The second one is plans. God has a long-range plan for your life. The third one is future. Future, it says what? It says what? It says to give you a future and a hope. I know the plans I have for your future. See, God has thought, about, thought more about your future than you have. Why? Because you're still wrapped up on what happened to you 30 years ago. And you're not even thinking about your future. And you're still aggravated about what happened in the trauma and all these issues. And I'm not, you know, trauma is trauma. I understand that. But you know what? I'm going to give you a, 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 a way to free yourself. Watch this. Let it go. Let it go. Because you know what? You're not doing anything to the person who did it to you by you holding on to it. You're not. Let it go. See, you end up allowing life to pass you by and years go by. Understand this, guys. God has thought far more about your life than you have. Way more. He's thought about the details, the plans, the, the smallest details he's thought about it. And, you know, you ask yourself, can I miss God's plan? Yes, you can. See, the reason we miss God's plan is simply this, because we choose our own plan. See, God's plan is not automatic, guys. It's not automatic. We have to purposely choose his plan. God could have made us uh, um, robots to choose, to, to not choose uh, bad and just choose good but he, he didn't do that he gave us free will see this allows us to make everyday choices decisions about what we need to do in our lives see god said you can choose love to love me or you can choose not to love me it's your choice is your choice you can you can choose to obey me and you can choose or you can choose not to trust me. You know, I hear people say, I got this. I got this. I, I know what I'm doing. I got this. Don't tell me. I hate the words. I, when, 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 you would, when my kids were growing up, this is what they would say. This is what they say. Uh, I know. It was like nails on a chalkboard. I know. You don't know Nothing. Nothing. And they would say it to my, my mother, my mother. So you, you guys know, my mother. Grandma, I know. Yeah, you know. You don't know nothing. She used to say, Tú ni sabes la I can't go there. <laughs> you Spanish people know what I just said. And you know where I was going. She would say, you don't even know how to wash your own underclothes. Right? And it's true. We know. God says, you don't know nothing. How can a person miss God's plan for their life? Very simple. One word. This is how you can miss God's plan. Pride. 
See, pride can keep us from fulfilling the purpose that God has made for us. Totally. See, pride goes like this. I know that God has a plan for me, but I know better than God. See, the reason you're missing God's plan is because of your own ego. You think you know better than God. You say, listen, I don't care what the word of God says. I'm going to do what I got to do. Listen, I know the word speaks about tithing, but you know what? I got God. You don't understand. I got to do this. You know, I'll I, I come back to you later and I'll deal with it. You know, I, don't worry about it. I got this. God says, you got what? You got nothing. You don't even know how to wash your own underclothes. Or you would say, God, you know, it's okay. I can have sex before marriage. It's okay. God, come on. We're in the 21st century. There's nothing wrong with that. God says, oh, yeah? Watch what's going to happen. See, we end up stifling the plan of God in our lives. Now, the other option is this. You cannot miss God's plan for your life if you really want it. If you really want it. It's by simply saying, God, I'm willing to do everything you want me to do. I don't understand everything, but I'm willing to obey you. This may be countercultural to the current world mindset, but I will be obedient and follow what your plans are for me. That's important. That's what we need to do. See, the third factor about your future is this, that, that you need to choose to trust, to trust and obey God. Remember that every single day of your life has given you the ability and freedom to choose. I have to daily make this decision. Daily. See, every day we struggle with choices. Let's look at God's word a minute. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says this. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I set before you life and death. Life and death. See, death or what? These are the plans that are not from God. I want to give you the best, God says. That's blessing. See, blessing. So it says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death. Blessing. Blessing is what? From God. And curse. Where's the curse comes from? Curse comes from you choosing it to do your way. Therefore, choose life, God says. Choose God's plan, people. That you and your offspring may live. The choices you live will affect your offspring. You can look back and you can tell your mother, ask your mother and your father about the choices that their parents made if it doesn't affect them today. Ask them. And they'll tell you, absolutely. The fourth factor about your future is that God will be with you every step of the way. In my future, I don't know how it's going to be like. I don't know what's going to happen. One thing I'm sure, God has said over and over and over and over, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5 says this, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never, never leave you. And never is an interesting word in Greek. And it means never. Never, ever ever leave you and then he says in verse six so we can confidently say the lord is my helper i will not fear what can man do to me see many people are scared about the future but as believers we can say i'm confident see the lord is my helper i will not fear what man can do to me one plus god equals what majority see so no matter what happens in your future you're not 
going to go through it alone. And you know what this is called? It's called faithfulness. And I want to throw this out at you guys for a minute. For those of you that are, 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 are going through worry and anxiety and it really is, is, is just at night you get anxious, write this down. Every fear is a misunderstanding of who God is and what he's promised. Every fear is a misunderstanding of who God is and what he's promised. See, if you really understand who God is, really, who he really is like, and what he's promised, there's no way you would be afraid. No way. Just like I would be in bed. My wife would go, oh, the girl. I said, they're in God's hands. Don't worry about it. I got no problem. Good night. You know, there was this pastor one day, he was, he was in bed and he was sleeping and he felt somebody sit on his bed. He woke up and he goes, what? He looks, it's Satan. Can you imagine if Satan was at the bottom of your bed and you woke up in the morning? Many of you would be run, jumped out the window. And you know what he did? He woke up, he goes, oh. He goes, oh, I thought it was somebody else. Good night. And he went back to bed. You know what that is? That's a man that's confident. In who he is and who God is. That is confidence. See, we spoke about certain facts about your future, but let me give you quickly, quickly, quickly four promises about your future. What is the first promise about your future? God promises to guide you when you're confused. There will be a lot of choices um, that you need to make in life, and they'll be difficult and at times confusing. And the reason we're confused is because we get scared of making certain decisions. And, and we don't know who to go to for ask, to ask for advice. We don't know. But in reality, you have the greatest advice giver in the world. The Holy Spirit. What does the word God say? He that lacketh wisdom to ask and that God will give it unto them abundantly. That's what it says. See, you need to understand that he is the authority. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Let me ask you a quick question. Who do you trust deep in your heart? Who do you trust? You trust yourself more than God? I don't know. Chew on that a little bit. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Or straight your paths. Should I trust God? He created you. If God cares so much about you and did all these things for you, why would you think he would tell you to do something wrong and send you in a wrong direction? Remember the perspective of the parade? He has a greater perspective than you would ever have. The second promise about your future is that God has promised to help you when... This is a big one. I am tempted. Hmm. See, one thing that God doesn't, one thing that doesn't change in your future is the same old temptations. See, the devil has the same tricks over and over again. He just puts different colors on them. That's all he does. I'm going to throw this at you, and, and, and it's, it's going to hurt some of you, but you will never outgrow temptation. Hmm. Ain't going to happen. You know when it'll stop? When they're lowering you down six feet into the hole. Or God calls us home. That's when temptation stops. Enemy wants to tempt you. See, when Satan puts a thought in your mind, it's called what? Temptation. When God puts a thought in your mind, it's called what? 
inspiration. Martin Luther said, you can't, you, you can, um, let me quote it exactly. He said, you can stop the birds, can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. Again, the bad news is that you're going to be tempted the rest of your life. The good news is that temptation is not a sin. But it is a sin to fall in temptation. Hebrews 4.15 says this, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us, uh, sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is in every aspect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Every single temptation that you have been through, Jesus Christ went through. Everyone. Everyone. See, temptation is simply a choice. Every time you choose to do the right thing, what do you do? You grow. Every time you choose to do the wrong thing, you stumble. Write this down, people. Attraction is not a sin. I'm going to free you guys. I'm going to free some of you guys. Attraction is not a sin. Action is. You're not responsible for your attractions, but you're responsible for your actions. I can't control what gets my attention, but I can control what keeps my attention. That's powerful. Many of you have been walking around like a horse with with blinders. I can't look that way. If I'm on the beach, I can't look that way. Right? Right? How many of you ladies, how many of you guys know Aquaman? Why are you laughing? How many of you ladies know Aquaman? Watch the movie. You can raise your hand. What's the guy's name? You see, you knew that really good. Jason Momoa. If Jason came to a good-looking kid, nice guy, they say he's an amazing person, you know, if he's in the parking lot and you're with your husband and you're walking and Jason Momoa is there, this is, this is what the ladies would do. Can I go witness to him, honey? Or they would look at their husbands. What did I do? See, it's not, see, attraction is not the issue. It's, the, the issue is the action. Now, you begin to lust and you begin to think things you shouldn't be thinking. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. You see the difference? See, the word of God says, no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful and will not, not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, we also provide the way of escape. That you may be able to endure. See, when you keep something to yourself or a secret, it's going to get worse. If you are tempted at work, go to a coworker or go to, well, don't go to a coworker because coworkers sometimes will tell you go for it. But um, go to somebody, go to your pastor, rat yourself out to your wife or your husband. It's not, you know, let me tell you something. My wife knows everything about me. I've always been transparent, always been transparent with my wife, always. You know why? See, if there were more confessions of temptation, there would be less need to confess sin because we would stop it early. 
It's not a sin to be tempted, but it is a sin to give into it. Quickly, the third promise. He said, I will strengthen you and prepare. uh, Excuse me. He said, I will strengthen you and prepare an escape route. See, because God is faithful, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. When you are tempted, he will show you a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God understands our struggles. He understands. He went through the same thing. Same thing. He knows exactly what you're going through. See, he's pulling for you. Jesus experienced this. See, I've heard people say that I fell in the temptation. That it was too strong. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, okay. It wasn't that the temptation was too strong. It was that you didn't want to resist it. You didn't want to resist it. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says this, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. See, the word of God says this. You are in Christ. He's in you. You are hid with Christ in the Father, and you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's what the word of God says. Clearly, clearly says it. And you know what that is? That's a trifecta. That's a trifecta of protection. There's no way he, and the enemy can get to you if you're trusting in God as a believer. See, the only way is if you turn your attraction to action. It's the only way. And the fourth promise is this. God promises to support you or support me as well in trouble. See, he's going to guide me when I'm confused. He's going to help me when I'm tempted. He's going to support me when I'm in trouble. What's the difference between temptation and trouble? Temptation is inside of me. Trouble is outside of me. Temptation is internal. Trouble is external. Temptation has something to do with my character. Trouble has to do with my circumstances. John 16, 33 said this, I have said all these things to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. See, there are different types of trouble in this world. And there are people that walk around thinking that this life is heaven as well. This this isn't heaven, people. Heaven's when we get there. This isn't heaven. The Word of God says in Isaiah 43... When you go through deep waters in great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. See, in this verse, it says this. You will not drown, right? But does it say you you won't get wet? Oh, you're going to get wet. You better believe you're going to get wet. You're going to get wet a lot. But one thing he says, I guarantee you. You will not drown. You're not going to drown. And when you go through the fire, you won't get burned. But will you be hot? Oh, you'll feel the heat. Many of us have. But you will not burn. Philippians 4.13 says this, For I can do everything God asks me to do with the help of Christ who gives me the strength and power. That is the confident way that we as believers need to look at the future. I can handle everything that comes as long as what? Christ is before me. But this is very important. The strength I need is going to come when I need it. 
that's when it's going to come. It's not going to come, I'm going to get the strength today for next month. No. The word of God says what? Give us this day our daily bread. Daily. He gives it to you daily. Isaiah 41.10 says, says this. Fear not. I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my right hand. Right hand. A righteousness and justice. That's what he says. And he's very committed to that. See, one of the things God has done too is he has promised to repay those who hurt me. See, God doesn't want you hurting those individuals that have hurt you. He doesn't want you seeking retaliation. He says, let me handle this. God sees every hurt in your life and he grieves over the pain. He grieves over your trauma. He grieves over everything, but he says, give it to me. Psalm 56, 8 says this. You number and record my wanderings, but my te- put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? See, God has every single tear you have shed in this life. Every single one. Romans 12, 19 says this. Dear friends, never avenge yourself. Leave that to God, for he has said that he will repay those who deserve it. Don't take the law into your own hands. God is a God of love. But because he's a God of love, he also is a God of justice. He is fair and he is righteous. God is saying this to you today. The people that hurt you in your life are many. But trust me, I will handle this. I have more weapons than you do. I can administer justice way better than you can. See, God says, I don't want you wasting one second of your life with revenge or retaliation. All the things that happen to you, all the things that cause your heart to be bitter. Some of you are allowing people that hurt you 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago to hurt you again because you're holding on to the memory of it. See, you don't let it go because you think they deserve it. They don't. And you don't deserve forgiveness either. But God gave you forgiveness. Do you trust them? Then let it go. Why should I let it go? Because it is eating you alive. Today you will say, I'm not going to hold on to that hurt anymore. Today, you're going to make that commitment. I'm not going to hold it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to totally, absolutely let it go. And when it tries to come back again, simply say this. I'm not going to hold on to that hurt anymore. Now, let's all stand. In the back of your power notes, there's a a prayer. And I just want you guys to, you can say it um, out loud if you want. You can say it to yourself. But I want to read it out loud. 
And this is what it says. God, you know my future and you know how my life is going to end. You know all the problems I'm going to have and you know all the mistakes I'm going to make. Regardless of those mistakes, you still love me and you have a good plan for my life. I want to choose today to be on your plan. God, not mine. So I want to thank you for these promises. I know you will never leave me alone. You will never forsake me. You will never abandon me. I will never go through anything in my future without you. God, thank you for your promise to guide me when I'm confused. And thank you for your promise to help me when I'm tempted. You know where I am tempted and you want me to win. I know you are on my side. Thank you that you have promised to support me when I'm in trouble. When I don't know which way to turn, you will help me out and give me wisdom and support. I have pledged, I placed my vengeance in your hands and I've chosen to forgive. So today, I've chosen to let it go. I'm not going to waste any more time or energy on bitterness or resentment or revenge. I'm not holding on to the hurt. I'm placing it all in your hands. And I am trusting in you. In Jesus' name.